the aftermath of the 2022 election, what's going on in the economy, and the worst kept political secret in the world. This is the Two Minute Drill. Welcome to The Money Huddle, a podcast that discusses financial topics, investing, and planning ideas for investors and retirees. This show is hosted by Michael Baker and Ross Marinell. All opinions expressed by us or any podcast guests are solely our own opinions and may not reflect the opinions of Advisory Alpha. The podcast recording is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investing decisions. Clients of Advisory Alpha may maintain positions in securities discussed on the program. Welcome back to The Money Huddle, a show where we work to help you make good decisions with your money. My name is Michael Baker, and I am your host today. I am riding solo, but that's okay because today's segment is something new. We are trying this out. It's called The Two-Minute Drill, where we basically give a quick rundown of things that we're looking at, stuff we're paying attention to, and that we think may be relevant for you, our listeners. So let's dive into it. Of course, the worst-kept political secret in the world, Donald Trump announced he is running for president again in year 2024. Whether you like Trump, whether you hate Trump, This is a reality we now have to contend with. The next 18 to 24 months will be uh, incessant media coverage about Donald Trump and his presidential run. That being said, we now have a little bit of a clue about what Congress will look like for the next two years. While nothing has been confirmed, confirmed, confirmed just yet, it does appear that the Republicans will have a very slim majority in the House and Dems are going to maintain control of the Senate. What does that mean for us, us normal people that have to live with the reality show, TV, polarizing temperature of our political landscape? Well, here's what I believe that that means. That means that we're likely going to see two years of gridlock and possibly some bipartisanship since the republicans hold the house even though they have a very slim majority they can block vote out any major legislative push that the biden administration may want to put put out and the dems obviously hold the senate so the democrats can actually um, try to uh, continue to do the business of the senate but we are not likely to see any major policy initiatives without there being some type of event that or catalyst that would demand a major policy initiatives my guess is the next two years we're going to see a lot of gridlock now that can be a very positive thing for all of us because it allows us to breathe and know that we're likely going to see relative stability with our government because not going to see any major major changes coming now That doesn't mean that that's a guarantee, of course, but that is usually the historical precedent, uh, at least of the last couple decades when there is a 
you know, divided Congress, we tend to see business grind down to a halt where there's no major policy initiatives. It's more about just doing the business of running the government. And I think that can be a positive for all of us. Give us a chance to catch our breath. Now, the economy. Things are getting very, very interesting. And I put air quotes around the word interesting. Over the last couple of weeks, we've seen the stock market actually give us a little bit of a rally, which has been nice. I was having this conversation the other day. It's been nice to have uh, a breath of fresh air. But a lot of this rally feels premature because it tends to be thinking that we've won the war against inflation. And we don't think that that is the case. We still have inflation that is way too high. And from everything that I am reading and definitely from the man himself, Jerome Powell, the chair of the Federal Reserve, he doesn't seem to have any intention of slowing down on the rate hikes. Although there are some members of the FOMC that are starting to say, hey, maybe we should think about pumping the brakes. We're not seeing that or hearing that from the guy at the top. Now, what's happening within the economy? Layoffs and hiring freezes have already started. More than 24,000 tech workers over 72 companies have laid off, been laid off this month. According to layoffs.fyi, there's been 120,000 tech jobs already cut this year. Now, everything we are, we're seeing or are hearing about from employment data is saying that the labor market is still tight that may begin to start to change and that data may begin to soften as we go into holiday season. In fact, Amazon, Amazon recently announced that they are going to have a round of layoffs and Target just reported that they missed their earnings per share estimates by about 50%. According to this article that I read this morning on CNBC, Target says it had a slowdown in sales at the end of October that's carried into November. And they say that they are maybe bracing for softening demand as we go into the holiday season. Now, if you know anything about retail, the holiday season is like the Super Bowl for retail. This is when demand is usually at its absolute peak. So for Amazon and Target to be either thinking about laying off staff or warning that they may see softening numbers going into Q4 with within the holidays, that could be interesting to see how it plays out. It, are those two companies canaries in the coal mine or are they just adjusting to a new reality that we spent a ton of money with all of the stimulus and all the money printing that happened in 2020 and into 2021 that people were just buying more goods they were using that discretionary income that they had or had been given and we're starting to see consumption not keep up with those two years the other thing that i found very interesting and this perhaps to me is a little more concerning is there was another article on cnbc talking about consumer debt levels we now have credit card debt that has just reported to climb to 930 billion. So we're right at a trillion dollars in credit card debt. The article says that credit card balances collectively rose more than 15% from the same period in 2021. So that's the largest annual jump in 20 years. Now, 
if people are being silly and they're buying uh, goods and services and consumable things with, with their credit cards, that's one thing. If people are needing to use their credit cards to make car payments or rent payments or any kind of bills, paying their bills, that is very concerning because what that is saying is that people are not able to pay their bills, they're not able to support themselves, and they're having to go into debt. And if you know anything about credit card interest rates, they are like mafia interest rates. There is no buffer there. Usually we see rates that are 19, 20, sometimes up to 30% in interest. In fact, if you want to know the state of credit card usage, a local credit union that's actually advertising their interest rates on their credit cards. Take that for what you will, but I do not see that as a positive sign. Again, this article says credit card, mortgage, and auto loan balances continue to increase in the third quarter of 2022. That reflects a combination of robust, quote, robust consumer demand and higher prices. I'm not sure that I agree with robust demand. I think some people are making some silly choices. Uh, if you're buying overpriced auto autos uh, right now or taking on these seven-year loans for you know for auto loans where you know used to be you go you wanted to go buy a car you look you're looking at a 48 month or maybe a five-year loan well now um, because car prices have gotten so expensive they're just expanding the the length of time that you would actually be in debt to pay for the vehicle where you know maybe now it's a six-year seven-year I, I won't I will not be shocked if we don't end up eventually where we see a 10-year car note and, and people will, will use that because uh, we love our cars here in America. So lastly, I want to I part with just a couple of quick thoughts. Over the last couple months, we've had lots of conversations with folks. I've done a couple of workshops and people have floated various questions at me. But one question that has come up consistently is about gold. What are my thoughts about gold? And let me tell you something. I know I live in the South. And one of the things that I see consistently when the economy gets a little bit dicey or we see some some scary economic data, the gold commercials start running on a lot of the conservative news networks. I don't tend to see them that much on, on you know, CNN or other places. But when I when I'm watching or reading articles, I'll see the gold ads pop up. And so here are my thoughts on gold. I do not think gold is a, a very sound long-term investment. That is my opinion. Um, it does not generate any type of cash flows. So really what we're doing when you invest in something like gold is you're, you're basically making a bet that everyone else is going to agree that that, has, that a asset has value and will hold its value over a long period of time. And if you look back, you will see that we've seen inflationary regimes in the past and gold should be soaring right now if you think about gold as being an inflation hedge. I don't think gold is soaring right now. So I just want to point out that, you know, we've gone through money printing and we've gone through this, you know, fiat backed currency uh, regime for decades now. And I just personally do not believe we're ever going to see 
our, our society revert back to where gold is a bona fide currency. I think right now it's really more of a speculative bet. And as long as everybody in the room agrees that gold has value, then it will have some value. But what that value may be is going to be very, very difficult to truly derive, in my opinion. So take that for what you will. The last thing I'm going to leave you with is one of the biggest, biggest stories we saw in finance was the blow up of FTX. I don't think people truly understand how unbelievably huge this story is likely going to be when it all settles down. FTX had its logo on the arena that the Miami Heat play, play in. FTX was the exchange running Super Bowl ads last year. FTX had Tom Brady and Giselle Boonchin running commercials on TV. You want to talk about a big ordeal that is looking more and more like just a complete scam. Um, FTX blew up. Uh, we're still sorting it, sorting it out. So my only mention of that to you is that I know we have people that listen to this show that may be uh, investing into uh, crypto assets or may be interested in crypto assets. Be mindful of what you are doing. If you are actively investing or trading, make sure you have um, secure access or secure storage for your for your tokens, for your coins. If you don't know what you're doing, now might be a time to assess uh, the longevity of whatever strategy you're trying to deploy because right now there are serious waves happening in the crypto space and we don't think that it is over. All right, thank you so much for listening. This has been the Two Minute Drill. Hope to catch you next time.